Hello, thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. For network or show information, visit byteradio.me or call 843-808-0777. And now, the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Today, my special guest is Elisa Tahir, and we will be talking about her new book, The Cryon Effect, Our Core Wounds, excuse me, Healing Our Core Wounds Through Astrology, Empathy, and Self-Forgiveness. Using astrology as a diagnostic tool, Lisa Tahir reveals how to use the astrological placement of the minor planet Chiron in your birth chart, excuse me, birth chart to identify the core wounds and unconscious patterns that block your capacity to have self-empathy and to forgive. Coining the phrase Chiron effect to describe the magnetic pull that individuals have around specific areas of vulnerability, she explains how Like a raw nerve, the placement of Chiron describes what parts of our lives we might edit or hide for fear of being rejected, as well as the areas of sensitivity where we are triggered. Lisa Tahir is a licensed clinical social worker. She is certified in EMDR Level 1 in Reiki Level 2 and as a thought coach through the Institute for Transformational Thinking. She is the host of the weekly podcast, All Things Therapy, on LA Talk Radio since 2016 and lives in Los Angeles and New Orleans. For more information, you can visit her website, which is nolatherapy.com. That's N-O-L-A therapy.com. And with that, I'd like to welcome Lisa to the show. Good day, Lisa. Robert. Thank you so much for having me on Bringing Inspiration to Earth. It's a pleasure and honor to be with you and your audience. Thank you, um, and it's a pleasure to speak with you, too. The, um, the topic we have is, is something that I know that I have not talked about, <laughs> I don't think, in my oh, 11 cool. years of doing this podcast. And so, it's, you know, it's, it's great to, to have a, a unique topic for, for listeners. So. Um, I, I guess, you know, the first part is, um, you know, why did you write this book? You know, what was the inspiration for this book? Thank you, Robert. My inspiration was based out of my own need, meaning that I've been a psychotherapist for 20 years. I've also been a client in psychotherapy for almost that same amount of time. And I found with for my clients and myself that at some point therapy seemed to feel like it was more of the rehashing, if you will, of traumatic memories and events. And I started to feel disempowered myself and wondering what is beyond the telling of the old story of our lives. Like how many times do I need to revisit something that was a disappointment, that was painful in order to heal And Robert, it came to me to, you know, begin telling the new story of the life that I want to live and how do I even manifest that? How do I actually, for longer periods of time, experience more of what I want and less of what I don't and intending that for the clients that I work with also? So the book is an answer to to those kinds of questions. Yeah, so now how long... Did, did, I mean, you said you've been uh, a therapist for 20 years plus. How long did it take for you to write this book? You know, Robert, I've always wanted to write a book, like a lot of people I hear as well, wanting to write a book and yet not knowing from all the topics what is a topic that, that I personally could stay committed to. And just in my own personal evolution, I started writing this book four years ago And I was meditating, again, asking the question, what is beyond kind of therapy as I know it to be? And I just got this kind of inclination, intuition, the word Chiron, C-H-I-R-O-N, came to mind. And I started Googling, having some base knowledge of Carl Jung, 
who spoke about Chiron Mm -hmm. as being the wounded healer archetype. And from there found out that Chiron is also up in astronomy. It's a comet and a planet. It has both designations. And Chiron was a centaur in Greek mythology, as well as a placement in our astrological chart that identifies our area of vulnerability. And when I found that out, Robert, I started to get really curious to learn more. And that's where the book, it took about three years to research and write and uh, really fully articulate what this means for readers to, to learn what areas of vulnerability they have and how they can heal it so they change patterns in their own life. Yeah. Yeah, I, when, when I read that part in the book, it, I, I found it interesting, the um, that dynamic of pattern and, and then also the the idea of Chiron, you know, being, you know, planet, asteroid, you know, and, and then there was even that idea of it being common. The, 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 to me, it, it's like um, the inability to distinguish what it is, you know, exactly, right. or to, to label it, to label it, 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 you know, it's kind of like, you know, in the psyche, sometimes we have a, an inability to, you know, to label what it is. You know who we who we are, um, and then also the idea of the patterning. You know, and the fact that this was, um, you know, it's uh, the Chiron. Um, uh, what do you call it? The orbit. You know, is is one that is you know is very dynamic and kind of out of the norm. And so it seems yes. like you know that too is like patterns that are out of the norm that kind of um, impact us. So well said. And accurate. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, it was just I just thought you know I mean it you know one it's one of those as above so below kind of things with it. So exactly. you, you mentioned a little bit up, up about Chiron. Um, so is I, and I've known a few astrologers who um, don't necessarily um, put a lot of attention to it because you know um, kind of. Uh, out of the you know the regular solar system kinds of um, uh, item you know the item objects. So um, can you tell us you know a little bit about um, the how Chiron and its placement in one's chart natal chart I believe is is the um, what what does that rep- represent when 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 you look at Chiron in our natal chart? Sure, and I like even how you set up that question because I myself, Robert, I'm a psychotherapist and I approach Chiron as from a therapeutic perspective and not necessarily like an astrologer would having more knowledge and information about astrology as a language is like a coded language to interpret um, some, you know, areas and aspects of our lives. And so what I offer and see value in knowing about your Chiron is that you, I have an interactive website that when you get my book, it gives you access to the website and you type in as much as you know, your date of birth, your time of birth and place of birth. And it generates Chiron in an astrological sign, meaning Aries, Taurus, Gemini, and so on through Pisces. And then it generates for you Chiron in an astrological house. And there are 12 houses, mm. 1 to 12. And these houses, what's significant is that reveals the area of our lives that our core wounding presents itself. Like for me, it's in the area of my own self-concept, my own belief system about myself. For someone else, it might be in the area of their personal finances or their moral values. For another person, present more in their intimate relationships. And for another person, it might, for instance, present in their work life. So you get this full picture by learning what your Chiron sign is, what the specific core wound is. There's 12, and then the area of your life that it manifests in so that you can focus your efforts on, on that part of your life to heal and to, to, like, prop up and support. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. Yes, it does. Yeah, and, you know, and – recognizing the wounding in the different houses and the different aspects of one's life, you know, you can see why 
certain people are experiencing, you know, certain challenges why, or why some people have a, a pattern of challenges in exactly. a particular area of, 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 yeah, of life. Um, so now well, let's talk a little bit about the wounding. <laughs> how does it, how is it that we're wounded? <laughs> you know, what, what, I mean, you know, if we're coming into experience, you know, this um, incarnation, um, why focus on why why have that wounding aspect as part of the picture? Definitely, I appreciate your question because at first it seems you know like uh oh like you might want to shy away from that, and I actually speak about that in my book when I lay out. It, it begins with creating the container for change where it's an invitation for the reader to set up a place in their home where they're going to read, get a journal, light a candle. And the invitation I, I talk about, it's almost like, you know, you put your hand on a hot stove once and you recoil from it. And it's almost like our areas of vulnerability and wounding are like that. We don't want to touch them. We don't want to go there. But by not going there, by hiding those parts of ourselves, by feeling embarrassed by them, by feeling shame of them, we really cut off a whole part of ourselves. And it's a part of us that needs the most love, these parts of ourselves that we don't feel good about, that we feel embarrassed about or shamed over, really need our loving attention, and they need our understanding instead of our judgment. So that's why the book is centered around empathy and self-forgiveness. It's to look at these aspects of your life, parts of your history, your childhood, the way you believe about yourself, and actually feel loving kindness for yourself instead of blame and shame and judgment. And by doing that, we really start to feel happier and more fulfilled because we're not shoving those places down or away. Yeah, yeah. Now, I've heard people talk about our shadow selves. And yeah. how does, is that similar to or how does that differ from, you know, core wounds? It's very similar to. It's the parts of ourselves that we repress, that we deny. Those are our areas of vulnerabilities. Those are wounded, wounded parts of ourselves, wounded places, even memories. If you think about growing up, you know, most people have experienced some challenging things, be it loss or death, trauma, abuse, a disappointment, neglect. You know, there's so many things that, that we encounter as, we're, as we grow up and live enough life to, to have these things happen to us that, you know, often we don't even know why these things happen. Some of them might not even make sense. Like I opened the book talking about a drunk driver, a school shooting, you know, things that seem to happen out of the blue. And Chiron himself in Greek mythology was wounded by a poisonous arrow. And that's the metaphor for the things that happen in our lives today, Robert, that we don't understand, can't make sense of. And instead of just locking it away some way, somewhere and never talking about it again, to look at those experiences through the lens of curiosity will help us gain understanding and we can actually become really powerful there. How many people do we read about you know, their deepest woundings and hurts become the platform from which they become a public speaker or an author or a podcaster or help others in the same way that they were hurt? So my book really helps you tap into that those parts of yourself. Yeah, yeah. I have, I can't count how many people I've had on the show as guests who have taken those um, painful experiences and, and it has then become, you know, a calling for them to, to be able to exactly. um, help others. Yeah, yeah. So and exactly I guess that would kind saying. of fall, fall in line with the, the wounded healer aspect, you know, the wound and then the healing aspect, you know, together. Um yeah, so it seems Definitely. like that, that would be. Yeah, and the the message, you know, that I'm learning as I'm on this journey with you and with our listeners of growing and changing and healing is that, you know, our wounds can really become deactivated where they're not the same pain, point, pain points that they were, the memories that, you know, really affect us, that trouble us still, that it's like, the volume on a stereo over time with focused 
love and effort and healing, it's like the volume gets turned down on that pain. And you can really source from those stories empowerment, like you were just saying about guests that come on this show. Yeah, yeah, it's very much. And and, um, it's, you know, to me, whenever I um, hear someone uh, who or talk to someone who has, you know, written about, you know, those painful moments and really shining a light on it and and recognize, you know, not hiding it, you know, and kind of putting it out there. To me, that's just such a uh, exhibition of strength, you know, I mean, it it just. It is. You know, right. I think it really kind of takes it, like you said, turn, you know, tones down the the reaction. I mean, to to have to talk about it. You know, you you write about these kinds of things. You first you experience it. You know, then you have to you know re-experience it when you're writing it, and then every time you're promoting what? it, you know, you're kind of going through it. So, um, you know, I would think that you it would take um, a good amount of healing to get to that particular point to be able to to do it in a um, in, in an objective, non-triggering kind of way. Well, and to piggyback off what you're saying, Robert, that it, it's like, you, you know, being witnessed and witnessing. And I think the more that in a safe and supportive space, like, like your show right now, for instance, and the guests that you have and, and listeners that call in, you create a space where it's emotionally, you know, safe to put out here what our vulnerabilities and wounds and challenges have been. And by speaking those and being witnessed with loving kindness, it really heals that part of ourselves because harm is usually done in the context of a relationship. So healing as well happens in the context of relationship. And it's really a beautiful, like mirroring and patterning of, of healing, you know, you doing what you do in your show and the guests that you have and the people that call in that want to be a part of this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. I, I, I think it's just a, a wonderful to be able to, to get to the point of being able to, to talk about, you know, those, um, you know, very personal issues. Um, and, and you also, yeah. I believe, um, have put yourself out there, your story as well in, in uh, Chiron effect, correct? I did. I shared, I wove in the book different aspects of, of issues that I've went through, like recovering from addiction and experiencing uh, childhood abuse. And in a way, just to share, to be relatable, that I want readers to know that I've had to dig deep and do my own recovery from certain things, you know, from growing up in an abusive home, I turned to drugs for to alleviate that pain and realizing that that's not the way to heal. It caused more problems for me and, and how I turned to fitness and athletics to heal myself, to have something I cared about more to pull me out of the place I put myself in because of having low self-esteem and not knowing any better. And, and again, it's about encouraging ourselves through. I beat myself up for years, like, why aren't you doing better? But the truth is that I didn't know that I could. I didn't believe that I could until what I was exposed to some new material and books and, and authors that talked about recovery and starting to change my thoughts about myself. And I give readers affirmations and practical takeaway steps that you can begin using today to change and shift your own mindset and belief system to live better. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the idea of um, helping with an area of self-empathy and, and forgiveness, um, I think, you know, for many people, you know, it can be difficult. It, it, even if they were on the abuser end of things, you know, prior to becoming aware of what it was they were doing, because, you know, it could have easily been a pattern. You know that they just picked yeah. up on, and and um, but then maybe an awareness came about, and that shifted. You know the the idea of being able to forgive that um, uneducated um, kinds of acts can be a challenge for some. Absolutely, yeah, and you know you're right, Robert. And tell me if this, you know, if you relate to this, I discovered that it's like we have these layer upon layer of unforgiveness towards ourselves. 
the way we tend to think we're going to do better in life by berating ourselves, by saying things like, you know, you should have known better, you're stupid in the extreme. And that's actually not how we grow and become better. It's through like, hey, you know, what can I do today in, in an encouraging way? And to compare yourself to yourself instead of comparing ourselves to all kinds of others that we perceive as doing better than us. Instead, to be a measure, our own barometer. And maybe we want to work on the area of kindness, of, you know, being philanthropic, of, you know, and and that can be simple. It can be giving a bottle of water to the homeless person on the corner. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a million dollars to donate to be a value. But there's so many ways to source this. Yeah, very much. And, you know, and, and I, I know I've had many, many a, a thought of, like, well, this didn't turn out like I expected. <laughs> or, you know, it's like, oh, boy, you know, let me, let me kind of go back and, you know, reevaluate this one, you know. And, um, yeah, but, but those are, you know, those exactly. Are, those are, yeah, those are things that kind of get you, um, get your attention. And, and isn't, um, let me put this way, how would one, um, identify their core wounds? I mean, is there a way to um, to maybe, uh, you know, without having to, I mean, I, I do want people to buy your book and read the book because you, you go through a lot of, you know, explanation of the different houses and that kind of thing. But but for someone who's just listening right now who's maybe thinking, hmm, do I have core, core wounds? What, what would they look like? What area would that come in? So what would, how do core wounds manifest in people's lives? Sure. I, I want to go back to them for a moment for what you just said about let me reevaluate that because I think you hit on something really important. And, and it is the difference, as you said, if we go through a disappointment or we show up in a way that, huh, like I'm not so pleased with, what you said is key, that we can choose to lean in with curiosity and say, well, let me evaluate that versus let me criticize and judge myself, which doesn't open any window for growth. So I just want to highlight, I really like how you brought that forth about the softer perspective of reevaluation versus criticism. I've lived that. Yeah, I've spent sixty plus years <laughs> working on that. Well, one. I hear you. So, yeah. I hear you. <laughs> and, and then to get to your question about okay, like somebody listening without having the book, you know, what does right. this core wound business have to do with them at all? Well, I, I'd like for people to know that there. So the twelve core wounds, like we said, are areas of vulnerability, areas of challenge. And so if you're listening, I am pretty sure that you have experienced, as I have, say, a wounding, an area of vulnerability in your own self-esteem, you know, doubting your own value and worth, as well as experiencing neglect, experiencing an abandonment, feeling like you're cut off from your creativity, feeling like you're having a hard time managing your physical health and its associated routines. You might at times feel like you're codependent on someone in an intimate relationship and a business relationship. So there could be like a, a wounding in your sense of personal independence at a time in your life. You might sometimes wonder like what's true and what's false and struggle with truth mm-hmm. versus illusion. You might also find a challenge in, in a sense of responsibility, achievement, and success, defining those things. What is success for me right now? What responsibility do I want to take? What responsibility would I like to delegate? You might at times feel uh, a disconnection in your sense of community. And you might sometimes have trouble with your own self-care and or connection to something larger than you, the immaterial world, spirit, nature, however you define it. So all of these areas that I just kind of listed are areas of wounding and vulnerability that my book gives you specific tools to be able to address and handle these things that we experience as we live life. So I want it to be kind of like a manual for living that when you go through one of these experiences, you can turn to the section and learn some ways to cope with them. Yeah. 
What do you yeah, think well, about thanks. that? that that's, oh, that's perfect. You know, that's great because I think uh, I, I just wanted the, the listeners to get an idea of the questions to ask, like you just posed, you yeah. know, as to, in their life, as to, you know, as to try and identify, first of all, that there is, you know, the, the wounds are there, you know, the, the awareness starts with the awareness and then, then you move on, yeah. you move on from there. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Now, uh, we're going to be in a couple minutes, we're going to be taking a quick break. So I do want to invite listeners, as Lisa mentioned earlier, about callers. If you'd like to call in and ask any questions, you can call in at 619-789-4359. And for those listening live in the chat room, if you have any questions, feel free to pose them there. Um, now, earlier we were talking about, you know, kind of turning the dial down on, you know, the um, – the wounds um, is do we ever completely heal the wounds? I mean, is this one of those cases where it just no longer we no longer allow it to affect us negatively, or and but it's still there, or, or do we completely heal? Well, that that's a good question, Robert. It's one that I have asked myself as a healing professional and practitioner as a therapist and as a human being, because there have been times in my 20 year career that I have felt like, Oh yeah, like that's done. You know, I'm, I'm good. And then only to be mm-hmm. triggered and, and a trigger is just kind of like, it's like a landmine that you step on that you don't know is there. And it's like all of a sudden you start feeling as if it's happening again in the extreme, or you might just have like a brush up, against a painful emotion, a loss. Um, it could be a death. It could be something that happened to you in your own childhood or adolescence, for example, a loss. And so when those triggers would kind of erupt in my life and I'm taken back to that little girl that I was or the adolescent left standing there alone and scared and, and feeling lost, you know, I started to, to be like, wow, do we ever even heal you know, and just asking, like, how can I be a therapist and be doubtful of if we truly heal? So I really have gone deep with that question you're asking. And with where I am now from researching and writing this book, I do believe that we can heal fully. And it's through telling the new story of who we are becoming and who we want to be as a result of even what's happened to us, the meaning that we can make from it, like Viktor Frankl and Man's Search for Meaning talks about this better than I can, you know, really making meaning of our experience and finding purpose from it. And I found that to be really important in my own healing, to write this book, to commit to the time, to believe that I had something of value, to be transparent and authentic and now present it to you, you know, as a paradigm to consider has caused me to feel like I'm fully able to heal even the most painful experiences of my life because they're going to help someone else. And for me, that's living my meaning and purpose. And so I encourage readers to kind of lean into their own, this question for themselves and ask, you know, what, what does it take for you to fully heal the areas of your life that have caused you pain and hardship and challenges? You know, what, what does that mean for you to heal fully? And it often, I think, means for people to give back. Robert, what, what do you think? Yeah, yeah I do. I, I agree um, with that. That um, you know, there is there's a lot that can be. Um, you, you know, it's, it's kind of like I, I know that we go through these experiences to be able to um, um, kind of maybe set us on a, a course of you know of, of what we're going to be doing during this you know incarnation, you know, and that um, a lot of the challenges. Um, I mean, there there's so many um, intuitive and um, empathic people that I know have had challenging, very challenging childhoods, and and I'm not sure if it's. Because, you know, the essence of who they are in a world that doesn't recognize that, or if it's just a fact of of them maybe experiencing it to be able to um, recognize it in others and then help guide through, you know, from the darkness to the light. You know, so I'm not not sure it's a chicken or egg kind of thing (laughs) with that. 
No, I hear you. And, you know, I am really inspired. I, my Instagram, I follow people like Tony Robbins and Lewis Howes, and they talk very openly, Lisa Nichols, about growing up in abusive homes, for instance, and, and just how, you know, they were in such darkness and pain, and they somehow, a part of them knew, you know, there's something beyond this, like there's something for me. And now they use that message to help other people find who they really are and be authentic and, and really loving and encouraging and motivational ways. And I find that to be immensely helpful, that you don't have to feel shame around those things that were once so hard to live through. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's, and, um, yeah, bringing it into like, well, we're, we're about halfway through the show, Lisa. I want to take a quick break. And, again, I do invite listeners, if you want to call in with any questions, Call in at 619-789-4359. And again, listening live in the chat room. If you have any questions, feel free to pose them there. And then when we come back from break, Lisa, um, I want to talk about psychoastrology. It's it's a term that you coined, and and I'll find out all about that, okay? You got it. Great. Everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back after this very brief break. Hello, this is Robert Sharp. I want to thank you for joining us and hope that you are enjoying today's show. Just a reminder that we have a wealth of information and resources available on our website, byteradio.me. There is a calendar of upcoming shows, along with an archive link that will give you access to more than 1,400 shows we have had over the past nine years. Also on the site is a link to the products and services we provide, books, photography, a wellness store, and self-publishing assistance. Our show is a free podcast on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, and TuneIn. And you can subscribe for free on any of those platforms by using the links on our website homepage. We are on many social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, etc., and we also have buttons to those platforms at the top of our home page. Our website, byteradio.me, has much for you to explore and enjoy. I also very much appreciate you supporting our guests, and especially today's guest. And now, back to the show. Okay, everyone. Thank you for staying with us. Again, today, my special guest is Lisa Tahir, and we are talking about her work and her new book, The Chiron Effect, Healing Our Core Wounds Through Astrology, Empathy, and Self-Forgiveness. And again, you can find out more about what Lisa has to offer by visiting her website, which is www.nolatherapy.com. That's N-O-L-A therapy.com. Okay, with that, we're back, Lisa. Hi, Robert. <laughs> Great. Um, well, before we um, move into talking about psychoastrology, um, we do have a caller. So let me go ahead and, and see what, what we have here, okay? Excellent. And, it's, and her name is Jeanette, and she's calling from California. Hello, Jeanette. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. You're very welcome. Hey, so what, what's your question there for Lisa? Hi, Lisa. Uh, I actually was wondering if you could share a little bit more about my personal Chiron uh, yeah. in Aquarius. Okay. Chiron in Aquarius. Do you know your house placement, Jeanette? It's in the fifth house. Fifth, like five? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So the fifth house has creativity, legacy, romance, and play. So I'm thinking for you, it might be about giving yourself permission to kind of expand into those areas of your life if you've been restrictive in those areas of your life. Is that true at all for Mm -hmm. you? It is, it is, but it happens to make a nice harmonious, uh, harmonious aspect. That's why I get a little confused. Like that's where I'm like, okay, well, which one is it? It's like trying Venus. And so um, does that mitigate that uh, at all or what does that do? 
Well, let me speak to more than about Chiron in Aquarius, which has to do with a core wounding of vulnerability in your sense of connection and community and where it it might feel like you have a hard time fitting in. Um, Is that accurate at all for you? Definitely. Yes. Okay. And that, that it's about really knowing how important you are and how loved, how that's really important for you. And you might feel sometime like you have a hard time plugging into your tribe or your community consistently. Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. That is very accurate. And so for you, the healing is, since Aquarius is also about like humanitarian causes like a way for you to find community that has meaning and value because that's also mm-hmm. important to you is yes. maybe through like-minded causes like friends yes. you know associations groups that are something that's important to you in the world mm. Mm. very Does that true fit? yeah i find groups just for the sake of groups it's tough for me it's like that's probably yeah. why I'm not consistent because it just doesn't go to a deeper part of me. And it needs to because you have that deep, soulful part of you that needs to be connected with for mm. the connection to really be meaningful and feel like alive. Yeah. Very mm. true. And Yeah. And even to talk about, like, even you are being so authentic and vulnerable today, sharing this. Thank you. I think this is something that will that will feel good to you to just open up about it. And I wonder who in your circle might, might you talk to about the way you feel? Yeah. Oh, I know exactly who I could speak to about this because she's, she's deep in that way as well. And I think that um, she'll understand my share. Yeah. Cause and you're not connect alone with it like, herself. Absolutely. That's what I'm thinking, Jeanette, that you're not the only one feeling this way. I think a lot of people, you know, go to social events and feel that same kind of disconnect, like, ah, I'm not, it's not really satisfying. So I think your gift right. is to bring that to your social interactions. Mm. To dig deeper so, with people. To, I see. I see. To dig deeper with people, but it's really more about, if I heard you correctly, it's really more about uh, touching me at a core level in terms of the actual purpose of the group, right? Yeah. The, the, it has to have, it has to have a, a, yeah, a value and a meaning that's important to me. Like, in Absolutely. other words, let's say uh, solving world hunger or whatever I choose, yeah. the bigger, Absolutely, bigger yeah. picture. Yes, yeah. that that's what your social interactions can center around that'll shift what you felt in the past that wasn't so satisfying that caused you to lose interest even Mm. well Well, interestingly enough (laughs) yeah yeah that's great because interestingly enough one of the causes one of the things that's very dear to my heart are are, is the younger generation and star seeds and how they have felt misunderstood very much like i felt misunderstood i was kind of like the lone wolf when i walked the path Mm. at 13 and picked up my first metaphysical book and there was Very cool. no one in my environment to speak to. So. Wow. Yeah, so that isolation yeah. that you felt. And even some social anxiety yeah. possibly back then too. Totally, definitely. So you can really and then be I tried to, You know, I felt like I had to morph myself. And in the process, yeah. I kind of lost. I lost myself. I was like, you know, at some point I'm like, I don't know who I am. Because I was, well, and that's, I was not being yes, really true thing. to me. Right, your Chiron core wound, we have the impulse to hide it, to, like, tuck it away and, and assimilate instead of, no, like, shine. You know, now you can do that with like-minded yeah. individuals and with working with young people right. and be a model for them. Uh, wow. <laughs> Even though I had ideas like that floating around in my mind, it's, now you just kind of really helped me to bring it all together. That was wonderful. Thank you. Awesome, Jeanette. Can I share one last piece that that might might be helpful if you're not already doing it? So, you know, inevitably, we're going to find ourselves in those conversations where it's not feeling super meaningful. You know, you you start to, like, float elsewhere. And so one of the techniques that I've learned is to get really clear in your own boundaries, you know, how to politely walk away from those conversations 
And, you know, in a way so you're not standing there for a long time, you know, just not wanting to be there because I think that's being inauthentic to yourself. So even learning Mm -hmm. to say thank you. It was so nice to talk to you. I'm going to, you know, pardon me, I'm going to excuse myself and really becoming okay with with stepping away. You know, when you feel like the juice has kind of gone out of the conversation. Totally, totally. And I do have that tendency to, for lack of words, to be able to leave gracefully, stand there well beyond the time that it feels just so (laughs) dishonoring to myself. (laughs) Yes, that's in your, the Chiron placement of Aquarius also. And I've been working on that too, Jeanette, how to just, you know, be like, thank you, I'm going to you know, I'm going to go or whatever you need to say and just getting more comfortable with that. Yes. I like the way you worded it. Yes. I I definitely will keep that in mind because it's it's another piece, like you say, that was important that I hear. Thank you so very much. You're so welcome. I I just, what is the name of your book again? I just love what you have to share. Thank you, Jenna. It's called the Chiron effect, C-H-I-R-O-N. And my website, NOLA. N-O-L-A, therapy.com. You can also Google it or me, Lisa Tahir. Okay. All right, wonderful. I tuned in kind of late, so I will definitely uh, listen to the first half of this and then um, check your things out. Thank you so much. Again. Thank you so much. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank Take you, Jenna. Care. All right. Well, you too. Well, good. Well, you know, that I really appreciate uh, Jeanette calling in because that kind of – that, that whole awesome. exchange was, a, yeah, it kind of really brings home, you know, exactly the effect of, of Chiron and, and how it um, you know, how it impacts our lives and then how we can go about and, and heal um, that, that particular wounding. Um, yeah, very good. So now psychoastrology, that, that's a, a term that you coined. So can you tell us a, a, about what it is and why, why you felt it was important to um, to register that as, as a particular mark, trademark, or, or register mark. Yeah. Robert, we just actually saw psychoastrology in action with Jeanette's call. It's where our personal astrology meets our, our personal psychology. And in her experience of, you know, wanting to have more authentic and deeply meaningful social interactions, and, you know, feeling a disconnect there in the past and being able to connect with learning, I need to have those interactions with a shared topic of meaning and value. And then that's how I feel like really lit up on the inside and really engaged and available and present, you know, so for her finding her authenticity and expressing it. So that's what psychoastrology is, just where our personal psychology and astrology meet in our real lives day to day and how we live it. And I want to help people do that yeah. in more authentic and satisfying yeah. ways. I was going to say, when, when I was taking my uh, classes in college for my psych degree, I would have been the first one in line to sign up for a, a psychoastrology class. Um, That's awesome. It just didn't exist, you know, that kind of thing back, back then. But it, yeah. but it, I think it's a wonderful way. It's kind of you're bringing current, you know, some of the old um, the ideas of archetypes and how they kind of impact us, and, and then you know, bringing um, the astrology aspect into you know, and then the patterns into our lives to just to, to show the um, application. And you know, when you um, Think about the uh, kind of setting ourselves up. You know, when we come into this incarnation, sometimes some people believe that we kind of plan things out and, and that we set things up, you know, to experience, to be able to to grow our our spirit or soul, or, you know, that kind of thing. Um, what what is your feeling about um, the idea of maybe we set up the wounding, you know? To that we basically come in, or is it simply a matter of you know a result of our experience once we're here? That's such a good question, Robert. And I, I personally believe it to be a combination of of both, of nature and nurture. That I know I've been very shaped by my early childhood experiences, much like is talked about in early in early 
psychodynamic literature, and I have so much respect for the people that have come before me, the object relationists, the, the different paradigms that I source from and talk about in the beginning of the book, the, you know, the, even Freud talking about the repetition compulsion and these repeated patterns that we seem to reenact without consciousness of them. And so I really based my work off of the brilliant people before me who have studied this and brought it to life, Carl Jung and and others, and just wanted to offer a new paradigm where I believe it's personal responsibility and, and sound psychology that we change our patterns. So whether we were born into them, whether we encountered them through the way we were raised, it's up to us to deal with them, to cope with them, to change them. If we want, we have that ability and power. So I'm a big proponent of taking personal responsibility for our lives. And that's what a lot of my book talks about. That's why I give practical takeaway steps. So you're not just subject to what's happened to you. You can choose to take new steps in your behaviors and your thoughts and in your beliefs. And then that starts to shape your life in the way that you want it to be, like you're molding the clay of your own existence. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah, I do. I agree. I agree. I agree. And, and you know, it's uh, every, you know, little push into the clay or every, you know, clip of the, of clay um, really impacts what the final picture is going to look like. Yes. Um, and I, I don't think, we, I don't think we're ever done, you know, sculpting right. our we're, life. We're always sculpting. Yeah. yeah. Our lives. Yeah. So now when, for people who are um, listening, who um, don't recognize that, okay, you know, they went through the questions that we asked, you know, you asked earlier in the show about, you know, how to recognize whether one um, has wounding. Um, once there's that recognition of, of wounding, um, uh, some people, you know, have an aversion. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, it's, you know, it's repressed. It's, you know, it's kind of in the shadow. Or um, So how does one kind of get over the hump of, Think you know this is this is the bad stuff, <laughs> or this is this is the yeah. I don't want to look at. This, you know, to to the point of that you know, is it worthwhile to shine light on that? Sure, and I'm I'm here in the spirit of your question, and to answer it, that our core wounding is on a spectrum. You know, core wounding being on one end of the spectrum, and at the other is vulnerability even blind spots, areas that we're not aware of. Um, And so depending on where you fall in that spectrum, some people listening have a lot of self-awareness, have been, I mean, to listen to a show like Bringing Inspiration to Earth, you know, you're obviously interested in transformation and, and deeper psychological topics and processes. So I bet most of you listening bring knowledge about yourself and about life to the table. And so depending on where you fall in the spectrum, it's a way to really fully deeply know yourself more, to know what your core wound is, your blind spot, the area that you often, like for me, my core wounding is an Aries, uh, core wounding and my value and worth. So contrary to it might seem like that doesn't make sense, but in my life, regardless of the professional achievements I've had, I never quite felt good enough or worthy. And I realized I had to work on, it wasn't through deriving outside success that made me feel worthy or valuable. It's valuing myself Mm. just as a human being, being alive. If I never accomplish another thing, I am good enough and really deeply learning to love myself for all I am, all I'm not just right now. Like it's enough I'm enough. And people with displacement often feel like love is a lot of work. They have to work to be loved instead of just you're lovable. And what a relief to learn that you can just ease up on all the action and effort and be more in the receptive mode of awareness of like, who does love you? Like be open to receive instead of giving all the time. And it's a really different perspective to live from and it's changed my life Robert to just be more easy and allowing of others and not having to do so much so for somebody with the Chiron and Aries 
you know, it's, it's doing less rather more, for example, and deeply valuing oneself, working on your self-esteem and inwardly derived ways of pleasure versus external derived ways of validation. Yeah. 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 Does that help? Well, you know, the, the, I, oh, it, yeah, it does. It does. You know, and, and when you hear some, Stories of people who are quote successful, you know, or who are excuse me successful in many of the you know ways that people seem to to rate success. Um, but there is that you know often uh, an emptiness. Uh, yeah, that the success that they're experiencing. Yeah, there is. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's that's um, it's important to recognize that no matter what our station is, you know those kinds of disconnects will happen. And there are others experiencing it, maybe a different situation, but the same experience. Absolutely, Robert. And and how to cope with that. You know, what do we do? How do we cope with those feelings as they arise within us? I offer meditation as a tool. There's a guided meditation in the book that's an easy one for people to do. Um, you know, so just what do we do when these feelings and situations arise and breaking the patterns of what maybe we used to do and being reactive and instead being responsive and, and choosing to mm. act from a place of awareness and, um, you know, not being triggered. And so reactive, yeah. I find that to be really helpful. Yeah, very much. And, and I do like that responsive versus reactive. I mean, it, it, it mm-hmm. just denotes that there is um, an evaluation period. Yeah. Maybe nanoseconds. Yes, but, but, yes, but it's a, a, yeah. Yeah. Well goodness. So what what do you hope that people the readers are going to take away from reading the uh, the Chiron effect? Robert, I hope that readers are gonna find um find new ways to be happier with themselves and with life and, and to be more compassionate towards themselves because when we are compassionate with us we're able to extend that to our loved ones, to our partner, to our children, to the grocery store clerk, to telemarketers that call, which is an area that I've grown in, to, you know, when we're frustrated because our Internet's not working, and then we start to take it out on the person on the phone who's actually trying to help us. You know, it, it's like uh-huh. nobody feels good about doing that, being that kind of person, so that we start to live our lives with just more ease and in more flow where things are just easier for us to navigate and with more kind of like lubricant of love and acceptance and just our whole life becomes to come to us easier than what it ever did before. And then we're able to really be our true selves and and be in the world in a powerful way to gift the world and others with how we really want to show up for ourselves and for others. Yeah. Yeah, very much. You know, and, and it's funny when you talked about that uh, kind of the sur- earlier, well, only a couple of days ago, I had one of those cases where I was trying to set up a particular service and I had three very frustrating, <laughs> unsuccessful phone calls to the, <laughs> the service provider. And it was, uh, I mean, I was, I, I was very much in a reactive mode. <laughs> And, yeah. And then, uh, then I then I just re- recognize it, kind of like the, the three for me the three thing is if it doesn't happen three times you know kind of stop and you know f- you know take a break, um, which I did. And, and what ended up happening is I ended up you know changing my mind about the service I wanted. Um, and then when I actually did have a successful call, I had one of the best customer service reps that I had ever spoken with. You know, and so you know that wow, kind of you know, I, after, yeah, it did it did, but. But when I was in that reactive mode, uh, you know, it was, you know, it was just one of those things where it's, you know, three chances, like, well, why can't you get things right? You know, what what is wrong with you? Do I really want to do this? You know, all those kinds of things. Um, but um, but again, yeah. that, it, it was resolved by the end of the day. So, I mean, that was a pretty quick turnaround from uh, it was from, uh, and even from reactive to responsive. Hearing your, yeah, hearing your story, Robert, that sometimes – things happen that that are frustrating for us to maybe get us to look in a different direction where there is the solution and and like you were able to kind of step back and then have a successful resolution after three frustrating ones you know by being willing to see it differently so i think that was great yeah 
Yeah, yeah. I tried to do that. But, you know, we're humans. <laughs> you know, it's, we're a work in progress. So um, now you, you have a, a podcast, a weekly podcast called All Things Therapy on L.A. Talk Radio. Can you, and you've had it since 2016. So can you tell us a little bit about the podcast and the, the kinds of guests and topics um, that you discuss? Yes, Robert. My show is so much like yours, which I, I feel really comfortable with you. Uh, it's every Thursday. Um, it streams like your show on iTunes, Google Play. I have a YouTube channel, NOLA Therapy, and through LA Talk Radio. And I interview guests each week. I've been doing solo episodes as well to talk about different techniques that I use in my life. And that's been new and different for me to just do a solo show and invite callers to call in. And um, so, yeah, I've had guests like John Gray that wrote Men Are From Mars, Women Are Mm -hmm. From Venus, a lot of authors, a lot of people in the fitness industry, business industry, because I see all things therapy being about like every aspect of of our lives and how we can live healthier and happier. So those are the kind of guests I love having on. That's great. Yeah, very similar kinds of approaches. Very similar to the show. No, definitely. Yeah, exactly. So I'll I'll be listening in for for sure. Um, and Thank you. Now, sure. Now, um, with with your um, on your website, you know, you have um, in addition to the the link to the podcast um, services. What kind of services do you offer? Sure, I do individual and couple therapy sessions through phone, Skype, FaceTime, or Zoom. And I do, I offer a psychoastrology package. It's a 30-day intensive where you have text and phone access to me to ask questions, like if something happens in the moment and you want to know, and it's through the lens of Chiron that we work through my book. Like I become really familiar with your Chiron and you can reach out and I'll get back to you within 24 hours to, um, you know, help you work through whatever is going on that month. So it's like a really up close and personal deep dive versus, you know, a weekly 45 minute session, which is the more traditional format of therapy that I've done for 20 years. So I offer those sessions and I'm happy to meet with any of your listeners. And if they mention your show, I will give them half off their first session or their first month in the psychoastrology package. If they just mention Robert, you and or bringing inspiration to earth. Well, thank you. I appreciate that offer for folks. Um, that's great. And, yeah, and that's you're welcome. For people to, <laughs> for people to recognize to where their, uh, where Chiron is in, in their charts. Um, now you are on Facebook. Um, so, and I sent you I an invitation to, to connect as friends. So hopefully we can follow each other there. Um, and I want to appreciate, thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. And, and I've learned a lot more about Chiron than I ever knew. Um, you know, that it's, it's an important player in the scheme of things and, uh, we can learn a lot from them. So thank you for sharing your, your information with us. You're welcome, Robert. Thank you for taking your time to have me on your show and all the thoughtful questions you asked. I appreciate you and your audience. Thank you very much. And I also want to give a shout out to uh, Jeanette, too, to thank her for calling yes, in. Yes, so, Jeanette, thank you. Yes, again. again. Again, everyone, today my special guest has been Lisa Tahir, and we've been talking about her work as well as the new book that she has called The Chiron Effect, Healing Our Core Wounds Through Astrology, Empathy, and Self-Forgiveness. Um, again, you can find out more about the book and the services that Lisa has to offer by visiting her website, which is www.nolatherapy.com, and that's N-O-L-A-therapy.com. And everyone, I want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. And until we meet again, thank you for tuning in. You've been listening to the Bringing Inspiration to Earth show. Remember, Our show is available as a free podcast from Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. To follow our show, visit our homepage at byteradio.me and select the platform you use most. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ByteRadioMe. Until we meet again, remember to be a bright light 
by bringing inspiration to your world and to the lives of those you touch. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.